Today, I'm gonna to share with you a strategy that's going to make your paid traffic campaigns more profitable or make it a whole lot easier to make your paid traffic campaigns profitable. It has to do with remarketing and retargeting, but it's not just like, oh, you should use remarketing retargeting. Yes, yes, it's way easier to get remarketing to be profitable than just going after cold traffic. But when you do it right, you can use remarketing and retargeting to create much more scalable paid traffic campaigns. And this is one of those episodes where I have a visual. So if you normally listen to the audio version of the podcast, go ahead and check this out on YouTube or uh, check it out on BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com so that you can get the full effect with visuals, with the uh, the little lesson built into a, an image. Okay, so with that, let's get into the notes here. I, you know, first off, I do want to admit that paid traffic is hard, especially when you're going after just cold traffic. It can be really expensive to drive conversions with paid traffic. When you're when you're going after people who just don't know you at all, people who haven't heard of your product, your service, your offer, your brand, right? those people can often be a little bit difficult to convert. They don't know you. Why should they give you money? Right? So it requires, if you're, if you're going to make it work, it requires great offers and great skill. Uh, this is why the world's best copywriters get paid tens of thousands of dollars to create a single sales page for an offer because it designed to scale on cold traffic because it is such a hard thing to do. Um, but even then, if you can get all of it working, it's competitive with everything that's available, all the traffic, online, offline, whatever, it's competitive. The world's best marketers are going after the same ad impressions, the same views, the same clicks, right? The same people. And so, you know, you're just in the situation where you need every little advantage you can get and where you're able to really identify opportunities to spend more to get in front of the right people more often. Which brings us to multi-touch and the power of multi-touch marketing. So I'm going a little bit beyond just remarketing and retargeting here because um, I, I, want to, I want to approach this from like a principles basis. Way back in the day with, with paid advertising, with especially like print advertising, the people who sold print advertising would say, oh, somebody has to see your ad 11 times or nine times or 23 times or 57 times before they're gonna purchase. And there is a little bit to that. When people see an ad over and over again, they start to recognize it and they start to, um, to, to transfer a little sense of trust to the advertiser. Like, oh, this person's sticking around, this must be good, right? Um, even if it maybe wasn't a fit for me before or, or I was interested in it, but maybe I didn't know who they were. Okay, I'm gonna trust this person a little bit more because I've seen it often. And there is a little bit to that. Now, direct response marketers were like, hold on, hold on, if I can't make it profitable, the first time around, and nobody's buying the first time around. If I run the same ad 11 times, that doesn't mean people are gonna magically start buying after seeing it 11 times. And that's also true, right? So you have to have a good offer, a good ad, but the more you put yourself in front of them, the more you put your presence, your brand, your offer, your messaging in front of the same person, the more trust you build, even on a subconscious level, and people are more likely to 
be uh, open, open to seeing what you have to say. And there's the higher possibility that they are going to spend money with you. The other thing that happens is when they see you often, when they see you, you know, on various websites, when they see you on YouTube, when they see you on Facebook, when they see you in lots of different places, they start to search for your brand. They start to search for your keywords related to your offer. And if you're doing brand search as well, showing up there just increases that sense of trust and it increases conversions. It increases the, the revenue that's driven, actually. Um, and the data supports that, that even when somebody is searching for your brand, if you show up first in Google for your brand, still having that ad there and deciding where that traffic goes through your advertising can increase your ROI. Which brings us to the funnel traffic map. This is the visual thing that I promised. Okay, so back in the day, I was, <laughs> back in the day, uh, a couple of years ago, Perry, Traf Perry Marshall was doing this, this big uh, paid traffic summit, and he was trying to describe like the challenge of many marketers where they just depend on a single traffic source and the need, the necessity for your business's ongoing success to diversify your traffic sources. And so he built this entire uh, seminar, this entire event based on diversifying traffic sources and not just going after different cold traffic sources, but being um, intentional about bringing people back in. And so actually on the whiteboard behind me, I just drew version one of this funnel traffic map. And I use the TCE because that's Perry Marshall stuff, but it's also stuff that I've adopted. Uh, C stands for conversion. And so the big part of the funnel is about how do we convert our traffic into paying customers. E stands for economics because at that place where the funnel like drives revenue, you have to have the economics working in your favor. And all the different T's on this funnel traffic map, they stand for traffic. Um, so you can see at the top, I have T1, T2, T3, T4, T5, Tn. N is used in math like this to, to basically say that the series can go on and get as big as you want, right? Up to whatever number. And then um, on the right side, it's retargeting traffic. On the left side, it's brand traffic. And those are looping back in from lower in the funnel back up to the top of the funnel. So you can think of T1, T2, all of those as different sources of traffic. So, you know, they could be the different ad campaigns within your group. They could be the different targeting. They could be the different ad formats. They could be YouTube ads versus Google display ads. They could be Facebook ads. They could be Reddit ads. They could be, uh, let's say, LinkedIn, TikTok. They could be native ads. They could be direct mail, we could go offline, these could be TV ads, these could be radio ads, anything designed to drive traffic into your funnel, right? And the more diversity you have there, the better. The other thing is they could be, uh, you know, different pieces of content. So there could be advertorial pages on your landing, advertorial landing pages on your website. There could be different videos that you're trying to get people to engage with on, you know, YouTube, on uh, Facebook, on wherever, right? Uh, just think of this as, as you want as diverse of a series of traffic as possible if you want a very robust and anti-fragile business, right? But then also, so many of those are very hard to make profitable on their own. So you need a very powerful retargeting program. And retargeting basically is if somebody is engaged with a particular piece of content, if they've gotten into my funnel, if they have, um, you know, 
opted into my website. There's lots of different triggers that you can use for retargeting. But you basically say, I want to continue to show that person advertising. And different platforms allow you to do this in different ways. That's not what I'm trying to talk about, not the technical aspect, but the strategic aspect of this. You want to have a robust retargeting program that's designed to retarget people in the short term as well as in the long term and bring them back in the door and get them to, to get into whatever the next conversion event is. And the stronger your retargeting program is here, the more effective you can be with all of the different initial traffic sources. And I'll remind you, I, I did also talk about brand search. That's a part of this, that as people are starting to engage with you, whether it's through retargeting or through you know different cold traffic sources, having your brand show up in search intentionally at the top of the search results through paid advertising is beneficial. And so you have to be intentional about this. You say, okay, um, and, and oftentimes it's best to actually start at the bottom. Start, start okay, with the brand search. Start with the retargeting. Make those work out well for you and then start to explore all of the different traffic sources that are available to you. And when you do this well, you have a very powerful traffic program where all of the blue arrows at the top, which are all these different traffic sources, don't necessarily have to be profitable. Your postcard campaign doesn't have to be profitable, but if you can track a bunch of traffic coming from, you know, scanning a QR code on your postcard to figure out more, then they arrive on a landing page and for the next week, they get one series of ads showing up all over the internet. And for the next 28 days after that, they get another series of ads or for the next, I guess it would be 21 days after that, they get another series of ads. For the next 540 days, they still get occasional ads from you that are showing up all over the internet, right? Um, bringing them back in the door because of their initial interest. And when you do this right, it feels like you're all over the place. When you do this right, you're omnipresent, right? You're, you're everything, everywhere, all at once. Because that person is being followed around by the retargeting ads um, based on their behavior engaging with your previous advertising. So when you get into these advanced paid traffic strategies, I already mentioned the everything, everywhere, all at once. When you're doing retargeting well, it feels like you're everywhere. It feels like you're everywhere to your target prospects who have just engaged with you. You could be completely invisible to 99.99999% of the internet, right? But that target prospect who's a perfect fit for you because they went to that one high ticket sales page, right? That person is seeing you all the time, right? Um, and, and that's incredibly powerful. And when you have that in place, one of the things that you can do is you can be very intentional about this. There's this invisible list strategy. The invisible list strategy is basically saying, okay, I have an email list and it's incredibly valuable to get someone to sign up and join my email list, but there's other types of lists. So for example, on YouTube ads, you can say viewed ad, but didn't click. Okay. This person viewed this ad uh, up up until the threshold where, where YouTube calls it an ad view, right? Which is not just showing the ad to them, that's impressions, right? But views is they stuck with it for a while, but they didn't actually click. Okay, that's somebody who had some level of interest, presumably, right? Um, they were targeted for the ad, they viewed the ad, and then they didn't click. They had some level of interest, so I'm gonna continue showing that person ads to get them to engage on a deeper level. And you can build multiple layers into that. Or on, on Facebook, there's you know targeting of video ads, and then people watch 75% of this video ad, and then 
Um, and, and then based on that, we know that they're an engager to this content and it makes sense to go even deeper. And then um, when you get really creative with this, these are strategies that I was already speaking to, to some degree, you can go multi-channel, multi-touch. So you can use offline to drive online traffic and then use online retargeting to drive people back in to maybe opt in. And then you can um, use their opt-in data or the form data that they fill out either to uh, get their mailing address or to confirm their mailing address, whatever. And then you can go back offline with that, right? Or turn it into a phone call, have these multi-channel, multi-touch strategies that are all designed to engage with your highest, like the people who have the highest probability of converting based on their behavior, based on how they're interacting. And you have to figure out how this is all gonna work for you, right? But this funnel map is gonna be pretty consistent. The funnel traffic map is gonna be pretty consistent that you're gonna send in some really cold traffic. You're gonna have much warmer retargeting and brand search traffic coming back in, and then you have to convert it at economics that work for the business. Now, my call to action for you at the end of this episode, ask yourself how you can use this. You know what? Um, what are your takeaways? What are your action items? You can leave a comment with this episode and let me know. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. And if you want to go deeper, uh, there's a couple ways to do that. One, you know, self-service going deeper. You can check out my streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. It's called BTMS Insiders. Um, that link is in the description. There's also a link in the description to my fractional CMO services for direct response marketers. I'm primarily looking for direct response marketers who are doing at least $5 million per year. And I do offer a free intro call where I can help you design and implement strategies that will help you grow your business. I'm Roy Furthest, Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll see you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.